Have you ever heard of an armchair quarterback? It means someone has an opinion but doesn't necessarily participate in the sport. But it also means that they care enough about the sport to discuss it and try to make it better. In our basketball world, we call this cardboard box seats. We see the game from afar like true fans, but we always show up with the same intensity as if we were at the games ourselves. We don't have the money or the connections like the other talking heads on TV, but we do have some ideas which might seem too out there, and honestly we've got opinions which might change. Either way, we have fun, so come and watch the game with us from our cardboard box seats. Hey everyone, uh, back for episode 4 of Cardboard Box Seats. Uh, we've decided to switch our name to Cardi B Board Box Seats. Um, oh, we're going to switch topics as well. And um, Nick is just going to, in the background, just do a bunch of Cardi B sounds. So here, listen for these his top three. Here we go. Here's the first one. Oh, okay, that was a good one. Classic. Here's the second one. I don't know what the second one should be. I, I honestly... After the occur, I don't know what she does. <laughs> she says, I, think, uh, I don't know, just a bunch of stuff in Spanish sometimes. It's true. Doesn't she meow? She does make some animal noises. <laughs> and too far. So, by the time you're listening... Offset. <laughs> offset. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's going, it's going to be uh, Taco Tuesday. Go ahead, Nick. I know you want to do it. Taco <laughs> Tuesday! For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, LeBron James decided a couple months back to post on social media that um, his dinner for that night was Taco Tuesday. Since it has gotten a lot of publicity, and he has been a little bit overdramatic with it now, um, to say the least... Well, that's all I'm eating on Tuesdays now. I've, since LeBron's doing it, I have to do it. So, so breakfast tacos? Breakfast, lunch. Yeah, breakfast tacos. It's more of like a breakfast burrito, but since it's Tuesday, taco oh. taco Tuesday, it has to be a breakfast taco. Oh, okay. That, that makes sense, but it's not a taco. It is when you call it a taco. <laughs> I, mm. Anything's a taco when you call it a taco. What about a hot dog? Is a hot dog a taco? It can be because you can think of the bun like the shell. Exactly. And the hot. Yeah, so... We may have just triggered some people, and we apologize, but that's the way it's going to go. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Hashtag sorry, not sorry. We do want to open up this episode just by saying um, the audio in the last episode, it was a little bit staticky, but since then, we've kind of perfected the audio on both of our ends. um, That long Working to perfect the audio. I think we've made significant, significant jumps. Yeah. Um, Definitely for podcasters because now we both have mics. We <laughs> big moves. We've turned to Reddit, the the omniscient website uh, on the internet, and they have educated us on how to use the audio of Audacity and how to make it sound good. So that's nice. Shout out to Reddit. From here on out, it's going to be a lot cleaner, a lot less static. Yeah, we have a better idea now of what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, we always had a concept, but now we're actually putting it into practice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so this is how you do a podcast. <laughs> it's only uphill from here. <laughs> only uphill. Or or downhill. So you're saying we've peaked? By episode four, we've peaked. 
<laughs> episode three would have been an awful peak to peak exactly. at. So let's not. So I mean, other than having Josh. Oh yeah, Josh was great. Josh was great. Also, give a little marketing shout out. We've uh, we've been we got some stickers. That's yeah, pretty lit. 150 to be exact. Dang. So if 150 of our listeners want a sticker, we can supply that. But if 151 yeah. want it, we'll have to do it Hunger Games style. So yeah. Hope the odds are ever in your favor. Another thing, another direction that we wanted to kind of take with this podcast is more of an educational side of things. We understand that there's a lot of professional basketball jargon and lingo that a lot of people don't understand. Quite frankly, sometimes we don't understand it. So we're going to make uh, make it extra clear that we're going to, whenever we talk about something crazy, like today we're going to talk about a Supermax contract and what that means. and Because it's a little more, little more complicated than you might think. Um, so... If you felt lost before, I hope that clears some things up. Um, but yeah, so we've heard the feedback both on audio and um, kind of the educational side of basketball as well. And we were, were, were growing and learning with you. Yeah. So we're excited. We appreciate the feedback. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love the feedback. So let's get right into it. Um, let's do it. So yeah, Vince Carter, he re-signed, making him the longest or the player in the NBA the longest. 22 seasons? 22 seasons. That is pretty wild. He's old. And what are we calling it? The last dunk. Dwayne Wade had the last dance. Vince Carter has the last dunk. We're working on trademarking that right now. So. As we speak. We're, we're trying to get in contact. <laughs> trying to get in contact with uh, Vince Carter. And um, he has... Uh, oh, you know what? I forgot I had that restraining order against him. Dang. It's going to make it tough. I can change my name, right? Yeah. Easy stuff. I'll, I'll change I mean, you already have like your first name and then your middle name. so That's true. Oh, yeah. Change. Yeah. Perfect. I was thinking about changing it to Carter Vince. Really? Oh. Fly under the radar. Wouldn't raise any red <laughs> flags at all. <laughs> so what do you think about that? So he signed with the Atlanta Hawks, the team that he was on last year. Do you think that's a good fit for him? They're a pretty young team, so I think it'll, be, it'll definitely be helpful for them uh, to have their grandfather on the team to kind of educate them <laughs> okay and teach them uh good basketball skills so the fundamentals <laughs> yeah said all this three-point shooting <laughs> <laughs> dunk the ball <laughs> yeah i think i think it'll be good for him there um obviously i wish that he would have gone to toronto uh, to yeah. kind of end out his long-standing run there but hey a trade could happen you never know It'd be hard, in my opinion, for both teams to get the pieces they want just so Vince Carter can go back. But Yeah, I saw some stuff on Twitter, though, that a lot of uh, Toronto fans don't, don't want Vince back there just on the terms he left and everything like that. Really? It wasn't the greatest. So, Dang. Yeah. That's intense. It was kind of sad. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't realize the city of Toronto had so much disdain for Vince Carter. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been those bandwagon fans like in Texas right now. Oh. Just saying that, and not true Raptors fans, but we'll never know. Toronto County, Texas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're all over the place now. <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier, and it's something that Josh said in the last episode. He was talking about how now that an international team has won an NBA championship, that's going to open up a lot of doors for teams in other other countries. Um, so yeah. I'll, be, I'll be very interested to see what comes of that. Um, but I, I was just kind of thinking about that this week and how how the whole, really the country of Canada, really got behind the Toronto Raptors 
Yeah, I looked it up, um, and apparently there's like one. I don't I don't know the exact number, but it, it ended up being about five percent of Canada's population was at the finals parade. Like, that, and that's pretty insane. Wow, that is pretty wild. If I am correct, I believe the the population of Canada is somewhere in the thirty five no thirty seven million. So dang, that's that's a lot of people at that parade. Holy yeah. cow. There's been a lot of people though talking about Vince and how he shouldn't come back. Uh like Gilbert Arena said that uh he's been playing too long. He needs to give up that spot to someone like young, someone who who's should be in the league right now. So I don't know. I kind of agree, but I think as he's on the team, he can provide more of that mentor and coaching role and still make history by being the longest basketball player ever. <laughs> the oldest. <And> oldest. <laughs> <laughs> he's just father time. Um, yeah. Grandfather. Yeah, grandfather. Excuse me. Gilbert Arenas, a name we haven't heard in a long time. He said a lot of wild things, and this this kind of, that one's up there with me. What, what does it matter that Vince Carter takes that spot? He, he, I think he deserves it. He was, he was an influential player on that team. Yeah, a young player could take that spot. But yeah, a young player could take uh, Mark Gasol's spot. Or, yeah, I mean, if you want it, work hard to get it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Go one-on-one with Vince. Yeah, I think he's just probably trying to stay relevant. <laughs> Classic. Classic old NBA star. <laughs> stay relevant. <laughs> But how great would it be if Vince Carter was in the dunk contest this year? I mean, it'd be great for nostalgic kind of yeah. aspect of nostalgia. But, I mean, yeah, he can dunk. But when you put him up against like Aaron Gordon and Zion Williamson. You think Zion's going to be in the dunk contest? He hasn't even played one NBA game this year. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm kind of overhyping him. But, but, I mean, I've just seen a lot where it would be like potential people in there. It's like Zach Levine. Eric Gordon, Zion Williamson. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be fun for him to do it. I say, why yeah. not? Why not? Hashtag why not. Might break a hip. Might tear an ACL. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Which is an interesting segue into the whole DeMarcus Cousins incident. Yeah. Um, so he was, at, he was at practice and he was playing a game and he left the court with a knee injury which they later found out was a torn ACL. Guy can't catch a break. For real, though. and It's been a year and a half, and he's had three injuries. Golly. And before that, he was putting up all-star numbers. Yeah. I feel bad for I him. I saw something. I, I, feel, I feel really bad. I saw something that said he's not like he's gone dark. He's not returning anyone's calls or anything like that right now. So You, you got to think he's, he's kind of in a dark place right now. Because, I mean, when you, yeah. when you come back from a quad tear and then – and he and the Achilles, yeah. And, yeah. and now your ACL. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? Like, what other major injury is there besides a broken leg? Yeah. Dude just wants to play. Can't catch a break. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the Lakers. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, who do you think their replacement center would be? Well, I don't even know. Like, it would have to be, it would have to be like a no name. You know what I mean? There's a couple, like Nene still. Oh, yeah. Doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Joaquim Noah still doesn't have it. Um, Dwight Howard still hasn't been signed. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about Dwight Howard. He was originally, well, not originally, originally, but he was, he he was, was a Laker. Lakers before. Yeah. To be a Laker and playing with Kobe and then to be a Laker and playing with LeBron, that'd be pretty cool. That would be a, that'd be a stat. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. Think. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I think, yeah. I don't know. It's good. I don't even know if they have like that stuff like injuries built into their contract. There, there must be. You know what I mean? Like if he was playing or if he was practicing and he tore his ACL and he hadn't even played a single game, does that if void the contract? Yeah. Does that void I don't him? know. Something we'll have to look into. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Only time will tell. Wishing a speedy recovery to old Boogie. All right. Next up, we got a very interesting thing that happened this past week. Um, so the FIBA basketball team, um, so the Federation of International Basketball Association, they're having like their World Cup this this summer, uh, where like teams from all across the world compete uh, against each other. Hence, World Cup. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the U.S. team has had a lot of trouble recently with uh, people dropping off, and to make things worse, this past week all the starters lost to a bunch of no-name players. That is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely they put a ten-minute pickup game, and they lost by half, right? <laughs> yeah, it was something like thirty-one to fifty-seven or seventeen or something like that. It yeah. was ridiculous. You, you got to think like a lot of people aren't interested. A lot of the pros, like the the bigger name pros, aren't that interested in this whole FIBA thing. Especially with all the craziness of free agency and all the moves this past summer, like they need to get used to their new team. So, yeah, but there are some people who who declined it just just to decline like even getting used to new players i mean i understand that's a big deal especially with all the moves like you were saying but i guess on the other hand it's not the olympics it's just a world cup just a world cup i think a lot more people would be willing to sign up if it were the olympics oh yeah i guess we'll see what two years from now next summer we'll see next summer summer. that's right oh man that'll be interesting i wonder i wonder if team usa will pick all these people that were like quote-unquote loyal that's true you got Harrison Barnes. Yeah, he's been loyal the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has Kimba. I don't know how many ta- how many years Kimba's played, but I think he was there for two, so eight years, I guess. What do you think about them not inviting Melo back, especially with all these people dropping off? I think it goes back to the same reason why Carmelo wasn't invited for any other teams, uh, just because there's a lot of extra drama now. People would be. I, I would say more people would be looking at him to fail than people looking for him to succeed. It's fair, fair point, sir. Well, thank you. Ben Simmons also declined his invitation to the Australian team for the FIBA World Cup, um, and Joe Ingles, a a player on the Utah Jazz, had something timely to say about that. Um, he said, "Quote: I know for me and my team, when we play for our country." We take tremendous pride in that. And that's in Shots reference. Fired. Shots fired. And he's a shooting guard too. So <laughs> even more so. Yeah. Initially when I heard that, I, I wasn't even thinking about Ben Simmons. Um, I was just thinking about kind of his American friends who were declining to play. Yeah. Uh, but the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, dang. that Ben Simmons too. Yeah. Are there a lot of other like foreign players who aren't? I know the Greek freak is. Yep. I don't think uh Jokic is and i can't think of any off the top of my head well we'll see what happens i think it'll yeah. i think it'll be fun to watch some of the games are are streaming on twitch streaming service the nba has kind of made a partnership with them to cast these fiba games so hopefully that'll boost at least some viewership but yeah so that'll be fun i'll be interested to watch some of them for sure yeah i'll have to check it out i haven't used it yet before mm-hmm. shout out twitch shout out twitch and not the dj Oh, we could shout out him too. I guess we could, yeah. He's a pretty cool guy. Have you met him? 
I've seen him on Ellen. Oh yeah, you watch Ellen. I forget about yeah. that. I uh record it and then when I get home from work, it's my guilty pleasure. Do you want to clarify that's a joke or do you want do you want or is that for real? <laughs> As a joke, um <laughs> it's not true at all. Are you sure? It didn't sound very uh. convincing when you said it was a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Wink. Hey. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> wink wink. Nudge nudge. It's a joke. It's really a joke. Uh, I want to clarify that for everyone listening. I don't rush home and I don't record Ellen because I have no way to record TV. That's mainly why I can't record Ellen. Oh, so you would record Ellen if you could. That's what you're saying. Next question. (laughs) Next question. Nick, what is a Supermax contract? Oh, that's a pretty good question, um, Gabe, because that's been thrown around a lot this summer. So Supermax contract. So in order to qualify, a player has to kind of in order to be eligible for a Supermax contract, a player has to qualify um, by having a certain amount of things. One being eight years in the NBA, um, and then it has to be offered by the team that drafts them. They have to be named all NBA team, most recent season, or both seasons before. All NBA Defensive Player of the Year in the most recent season or seasons before, and named MVP in the most recent season or any of the three previous seasons. So players eligible for that this past summer or recently would have been Russell Westbrook, Dame Dollar, John Wall, James Harden, Steph Curry, Kimball Walker. Interesting. So that's kind of, that's a lot of criteria. Yeah. So, I mean, basically it's saying only the top tier players can have it. And as an added kind of like kicker into this, you have to be on the same team unless you were traded. So in the case of James Harden, he was originally on the Oklahoma Thunder, but he was traded to the Rockets. Now, it wasn't a free agency decision, so they that technically can't be held against him, and that's why he was eligible for the Supermax. Right. Yeah, it is a lot of, like, I mean, you have to be pretty loyal to the team, and you have to pretty much build that relationship with the team, the owners, and the, the coaches and stuff for them to want to keep you on there. So you have to prove that you're invested to the team, I feel like, so... I, I think it's good. I think it's yeah. good that it inspires loyalty. Um, you kind of know my feelings on max contracts, but I won't say them anymore. I'm sure you all know. But yeah, Kimball Walker could have had one. But um, wasn't going to be offered one. Yeah, that is true. That is, And that's that's another little, that's a lot of drama right there. Yeah. Like, why, w- why wouldn't you offer your star point guard literally the only person that could have attracted another player another big name player to your team a max contract do you think they wanted to let him walk maybe it's in his last name <laughs> okay <laughs> that's pretty good that's good Thanks. have you been thinking Thanks. about that all day no that just came to me dang more yeah. and more natural yeah i'm getting better at these jokes watch out ellen here he comes <laughs> this is actually my audition tape i'm gonna send this episode in that's funny so wait um, what's funny about it what What? what's funny about it being honest uh, this is actually my audition tape for survivor oh yeah <laughs> why are you laughing i'm being serious nick you're gonna go on survivor yeah okay you got a problem with that i'll see you after week one. <laughs> oh, okay that, that was rude <laughs> rude and uncalled for sir rude Sorry, and uncalled for. that's all right so now that we know what a Supermax contract is and how someone was able to get one, we're going to make that transition into talking about some of these interesting contracts in the NBA right now. 
me and Nick have each come up with three that we looked at and uh, with all the information that we were given. We're going to talk about some of the incentives and the trade kickers, and we'll explain those along the way. But Nick's going to start us off. I'll start with Kevin Durant. Um, so it's pretty cool. They get a, like most players get like a uh, set pay for the year, but they can also they have incentives. So like for Kevin Durant, he gets paid thirty seven million a year, crazy. But he also has like incentives um, that are possible, and he can get a million million extra dollars um chump change for him if any of the following are met the nets make the playoffs nets win 43 games durant appears in at least 50 and durant makes the all-star team so appearing in 50 that's probably not going to happen just because with the injury um 43 games i mean that's possible Durant still might make the all-star team, just depending on how fan votes go. If you think about oh, fan yeah. votes. Yeah, okay, I was about to like go off on you. I didn't even think about the fan votes. So we're, we're Skyping right now, me and Gabe. So I saw his reaction as soon as I said fan votes, and I knew something was going to happen. <laughs> I had to clarify very quick. Yeah, I, um, I didn't think about fan votes. Uh, for those of you who don't really know how all-star teams are selected, it's based up, um, it's comprised of votes from the media, from players themselves, and from just the fans who watch. And they each have different weights. So, I, Yeah, because, I mean, the great center, Zaza, almost got um, made the All-Star team a couple years ago. So just true. by fan votes alone. Fan votes alone. Pretty so, wild. The power of the people. Yeah. So I don't think that Durant will make the All-Star team. Yeah, I don't think he'll make it. It's pot- He could, but I don't think he will. Okay. There's no way. There's no I'm, you know, you know what? I take it back. Durant's gonna make it. I'm gonna make a thousand different emails, and I'm gonna vote Durant in single-handedly to prove you wrong. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see it. I'm ready. Okay. And you'll get him that one million dollars. I hope he splits it with you. I hope so too, Kevin Durant. I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm your number one fan. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> so I think. I mean, I think the most wild part about that is he could get. A million dollars before he even steps on the court. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Because like, it's most likely that he probably will play very minimum amount of games this year, and he could make a million dollars by not doing anything, pretty much. Absolutely wild. By not doing anything on the court, his his presence alone might help carry the team, just as a mentor in some spots. Maybe I don't know, but who knows? We'll see. So on the flip side, also on the Brooklyn Nets, I'm going to talk about Kyrie Irving real quick. So Kyrie is um, signed up for thirty about about thirty two, just under thirty two million dollars a year, which is less than Durant, but still a lot more than I'm making. Um, it's about what Nick's making right now. Yeah, just from podcasting alone. Yeah. So he's got some interesting incentives as well. So he gets a hundred twenty five thousand dollars for each of these things. So the first one being, if he appears in 70 or more regular season games, so 70 games out of 82 in the season, he gets $125,000. So he also will get $125,000 if he commits fewer than 2.4 turnovers per game, but he also has to appear in over 60 regular season games. Mm. He has to attempt at least 4.6 free throws per game. So this is all based on averages, of course. He has to shoot at least 80, 88.5% from the free throw line, make at least 2.83 pointers per game, commit fewer than 2.1 fouls per game, 
and this is kind of more like team based so it's based on a little bit more than a little bit more like offense and defense so the nets have to score at least 114 points per 100 possession possessions so the nets have 100 possessions to make 114 points as long with Kyrie Irving on the floor and then from the defensive side they have to allow less than 106 points per 100 possessions with Kyrie Irving on the floor that is ridiculous he could get all of them he could easily He's got a lot riding on it, though. I mean, especially the team ones. I mean, he definitely has to make sure he is more of a team player to help get those. Yeah. Which, at times, we haven't seen from him. So <laughs> Not his strong suit, to say the least. <laughs> no. I think the biggest one for him would probably be the fewer than 2.4 turnovers per game. As the point guard, point guards have the most turnovers naturally because they're holding the ball the most. I think that might be difficult for him, but we'll see. Yeah. I got next the great Kyle Lowry from Toronto. He's making about $33 million a year. Um, so a little more, surprisingly, than Kyrie. But he's coming off a championship, so might play into it a little more. And I think next year he's up for um, a re- like his contract's eligible to be re-signed. So some of his incentives are $200,000 likely all-star team which was triggered in 2018 when he made the all-star team. Conference finals, if he makes conference finals, which he did this past year, gets $500,000. $500,000 for making the finals, which he just did. $500,000 for making a championship, which he just got. And all incentives are triggered of 65 games and average 25 minutes per game. So he has to play 25 minutes on average um, over the span of 65 games to be triggered, which... He got all of those because he played that and they won the championship. So he's rolling in the dough. He he got a lot. That's for sure. So the only one left really, um, it would be 200,000 if he were to make like an all NBA or all defense team, which would would be pretty difficult for him to do, I think. Yeah. Unless he has a huge breakout season. But I don't know like how much more of a breakout season you can have after winning a championship. That's true. Um, I mean, maybe because... Since uh, the Claw left, Claw being Kawhi Leonard, he might need to play more defense, step up, but that could also fall on other players like Pascal Siakam, mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka, Ibaka. Um, Ibaka. So, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. He, might, he might get it. It's unlikely. I am. Speaking of defense, uh, I'll make that transition. Talk about Rudy Gobert. He's making about $24 million a year. Um, so, his he's got a couple interesting incentives as well the most interesting for me off this list is um, a body fat slash weigh-in bonus so if he kind of stays in shape and has like a low body fat percentage he will get a bonus for that which is pretty wild i think that's pretty cool that's pretty crazy that looking over all the ones we saw that's one of the only ones that has that right which which is also interesting because he's also like one of the skinniest skinniest guys out of all these people i mean except for kevin durant basically slender man so some of these other ones are like a $2 million bonus uh, if he makes the all-defensive all first team, um, and if his defensive rating is good, and if his rebounds per game are good and stuff like that. He'll also get a million dollars if he just makes an all-star, all-star team. So he was close this year. And if um, I remember yeah. correctly, when he found out about it, he started to kind of break down about it, which 
obviously I don't think he'd be the one to kind of cry over money, but I think he did. I think he was just crying over like he just wants the respect. I mean, this is a back-to-back defensive player of the year. Yeah, so I mean, he's showing that he can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just, and that's what people say is a problem with the fan vote. So you're just only voting for the popular, right. like the popular vote. So true, very true. All right, next uh, we'll stay with defense. Um, we got Rudy Gobert's best friend, uh, Joel Embiid. So he's making about twenty-seven million a year, um, and then some of his crazy ones. If he misses more than 25 games or, or plays a fewer than 1,650 minutes due to injury, either his back or his feet, which he's had trouble with in the past couple seasons, uh, Philly has the right to waive him, and the amount that he gets paid could be changed because of that. So, Man, a lot, a lot riding on old Joel Embiid. Yeah. Trust so, the process. He definitely wants to stay healthy. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And he, he's kind of been riddled with injuries, unfortunately. but Yeah. We'll see where he goes. I think he might be up for a, a max contract soon. Really? Yeah. Next couple of years or next year? Um, not next year, maybe two years. Okay. I didn't realize him and uh, Ben Simmons were two years off then. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, if you think about it, so I'm talking about a max, not a super max. Did Ben Simmons just get a super max or a max? No, he got a, a maximum rookie max extension. Rookie. That's right. So the thing with that is rookie extension, you can essentially earn more money by kind of devoting loyalty to the team that you're on. So you'll get an extra bonus onto that if you stick with your team and, and sign for a longer period of time. It's all about signing signing your players for a longer period of time, basically. And obviously, the team is making it worth their while with all the money that they're offering. So And they're proving, I mean, they've made the playoffs the past couple of years, so they're proving mm-hmm. that. He should stick around so they're definitely getting better but they did lose tj mcconnell so <sighs> went to the pacers man pacers got everyone cool well you said they're gonna make the eastern conference finals That's i'll right. take um, my jersey's coming in soon oh really yeah who'd you get uh Lance stevenson I, come on man he's not playing for them anymore made in china <laughs> <laughs> moving on all right who you got next I got Drew Holiday, the um, the basically the team captain of the New Orleans Pelicans, according to the the general manager of the New Orleans Pelicans, David Griffin. So Drew Holiday is making twenty six million dollars a year. So in two years he'll have a player option, which means the player can choose to stay with his team for one more year, or he can become a free agent. Um, and that's what we kind of saw a lot in the whole free agency explosion this past summer so i think i think he'll stay he'll get obviously get an an extension that'll be a lot more money for him but i think he's really gonna have uh, he's a great player yeah he's a fantastic player it was he was kind of overshadowed by anthony davis and i hope that he's not overshadowed by zion williamson it'll be interesting to see for sure but anyway back to his contract so he'll get basically half a million dollars for playing in 66 games, uh, including the postseason, playing for at least 200 or excuse me, 2,075 minutes. And then another interesting one is he'll get $255,000 for playing in 67 games, which is kind of along the same lines as the first one. But this time, instead of minutes, it's measuring his, his average assist numbers and rebound numbers. So it's pretty possible. interesting. It's, oh, yeah, it's definitely possible. He's a... 
he's a point guard, so he can definitely get those assists, and I'm sure he'll be able to pick up at least three rebounds in a game. Drew's a pretty like solid, solid guy, like you were saying. Like he resigned just he resigned the Pelicans a couple years ago just to stay with Anthony Davis and keep his friendship there. Um, a couple years ago, his wife got sick, so he took time off as a player to spend time with his family. Like mm-hmm. you don't really hear about that like much as players. So yeah, it is. I mean. You, you said it in those ways, he's a solid guy. Yeah. He's a solid guy. So that's just a couple of our contracts that we want to talk about. And there's obviously, we had a list of, I think, like 12 or something that we pulled these from. So there's a lot more interesting ones, or there's a lot kind of just the same interesting ones. But these were the ones that I thought we thought were the most relevant and stuff like that. And yeah, pretty crazy ones. Yeah. That still blows my mind about the whole body fat and the weigh-in bonus for Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Man. He's gonna be he's gonna be on my fantasy team. Is he? Mm-hmm. Unless you steal him. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So the last thing we want to talk about in this episode is the hashtag Rich Paul rule. So the NCA recently talked about a rule change happening for college players who want to be represented to teams in the NBA. So essentially the requirements for this, for the agents who want to represent players is this. The agents must have a bachelor's degree. Um, they must have a certification from the National Basketball Players Association for at least three consecutive years. They must have professional license, insurance, and completion of an in-person exam taken at the NCAA office. And yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were not happy about that. Mainly the bachelor's degree thing. LeBron James being number one, outspoken. Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of other people followed in his footsteps and tweeted about their unhappiness with the rule. And it took about probably a day or two for Rich Paul to actually say something. And he didn't straight up call out the NCAA, but he said that, like, he didn't straight up say that it was about him, but he's saying, like, they're limiting people's ability to pursue their dreams, pretty much. But if you think about it, I mean, the NCAA is all about college so they're going to want people to pursue college so of course it's going to be their dream to want people to get a bachelor's degree because they in turn make more money do i think it's fair no but that's why they made that first rule yeah and that's a good point you can't you can't hurt them or you can't like think bad of them for trying to protect their own interests but at the same time i mean like rich paul said it, it it limits people what people can do based on a college degree, essentially. Yeah. So they made an addendum most recently, I think two days after um, the addendum to the Rich Paul rule. And it said it, they will adopt regulations by the National Basketball Players Association to certify players, including an option to grant waivers for any prospective agent who does not have a bachelor's degree. Shout out, Rich Paul. And Rich Paul, of course, is kind of a lead agent for clutch sports and he represents anthony davis and lebron james and a lot of other big names as well just just to name a few but it's only like a couple play like it's only like less than 10 i think players he represents but they're all big name players that he represents so exactly exactly it'll be interesting so i have it marked here that nick wants to get on his soapbox I was really so, tired of you being able just to step up on yours, and okay, I just felt like I didn't have one to step up on. But I feel talking attacked. about <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> I just I didn't have as strong opinions on things that we've talked about yet. Now we do. Now I'm ready. 
I have my soapbox. I placed it down, and I'm okay. I'm getting take, up on it right now. Take take the step. Okay, I'm up. Um, I personally think the one and done rule, which is saying all in order to be in the NBA, you have to be 19 and play one year in professional basketball um, beforehand. So, or take like a gap year, play overseas or something like that. So, pretty much limits. A player's ability to play professionally from high school like LeBron, like Kobe, Dwight Howard. They have to go to college first. And as you as you may have seen this past season, it risks injury like with Zion going to college. So I think that player shouldn't have to go to college. The one and done rule is stupid. If players... Dang. I'm sorry. Um, if players <laughs> want to go to college, that's great. Let them go to college. Let them pursue their dreams. And they can still play basketball while they're there, but they should, that shouldn't be the only option. Just like in reality, like in the real world, people have options to go trade routes, go to college and pursue their dreams. Yep. So, I mean, it should, should be the same thing. That's a great point. And then they talked about college athlete, college athletes should be paid, which I, I think is stupid. Um, college athletes are getting paid scholarships, so they're pretty much going to school for free, getting all the perks that go along with it. Most of them... There's what other, are, the, what other, are the perks? What are the perks that go along with that? You don't really have to go to class. You pretty much pass all your classes you do go to. You have so easy you, degrees. Okay. Whoa, time out, time out. You're saying it, it's basically it only benefits what you're saying. It only benefits the big name players like Zion, who you know are go immediately going to go to the NBA. Right. But there are people on like like smaller teams that are like big name and they're drawing a lot of crowds and they're they're making a push in March Madness. It's a Cinderella story and they're not getting paid because they're going to be an accountant. You know what I mean? They're if they're going to school and they have a basketball scholarship, they're not going to come out with the amount of debt that their peer would who doesn't play basketball or doesn't play any sports like that. So in a way they are getting paid if you think about debt to income ratio after they graduate. Yeah, but they need. I think they need to be paid. I think they need to be paid. The coaches are getting paid upwards of one million dollars. That's ridiculous. You're you're asking the student athletes to put. Nick, do you how, do you know how many average hours the student athlete will devote to their sport alone, including practice times, cool downs, warm ups, drive ins, drive outs, all that stuff? Then get rid of it. They don't have to go. They don't have to go to school to play basketball. I okay, I think we're arguing two different things. I agree with you on the fact that they, the one and done rule is, is kind of silly. I think they should they should try out for the G League. We'll say that. I don't think they should yep. go straight into the NBA because um, physiologically, I don't think um, all these 18-year-olds are... They, they haven't stopped developing. They haven't stopped growing to compete with these other huge people. And it's just going to be even... It's going to be an exponential amount of wear and tear on their body when they're going with people twice their size. It's like when fair point. The, yeah, it's like when with college fo- football players playing in the NFL, like these these guys are a hundred pounds sometimes more heavier and stronger than these other people. And it's like that's why you see most of these injuries in the quarterbacks because they're getting tackled by people like four times their size because a thirty-seven year old guy is going to be a lot heavier than a twenty-year-old, obviously. Right. So I agree with you on that. But I also think that I, I, I think college athletes should get paid. But Are we talking just Division One, Division straight across the board or what? I, I think it could be I think it could be incentivized. 
So let me, let me let me read you the stat that I found. All right, let's hear it. So so essentially, um, they should treat the players as part of their marketing team. So when Patrick Ewing um, made his basketball performance in the eighty two eighty three NCAA season, that generated a forty seven percent increase in undergraduate applications as well as a 40-point rise in freshman SAT scores during the following admission cycles from Georgetown University. And there are a couple other more examples of like this, both in college football and in college basketball. But, I mean, the NCAA made $1 billion for the first time they crossed that billion-dollar mark back in 2017. So this was before Zion Williamson's hype. And you're saying that people can buy his jersey, can wear his like all of his stuff, can get autographs and everything without having to pay anything and he's not getting any he's he's okay. getting a, he's getting a scholarship yeah for something he's not going to use that's true at least right now. but i mean if we argue that then he would be one of the ones that would go to the g league so he wouldn't all that money would go away from, from yeah. that so i mean okay. i think maybe yes they should make some sort of compensation for the revenue they're bringing, like uh, jersey sales, they should make a percentage of that, maybe. But I mean, if you think about it, what's the reason they're going to school? Then is it just to play basketball, or is it going to get a higher education? And that goes back to the one one and done rule. Like they have to do that so they can go to yeah. the NBA. So I, I mean, I guess I guess we're on the same point at some point. It crosses over, crosses back, over back. Yeah, it, it's it's a large it's a large gray area. But I think, I mean, and the NCAA is trying to make adjustments to it. I, I saw some things that they're they're doing their last-ditch efforts to try and, and raise as much money as possible, and that's why they made the Rich Paul rule, and then that's why they had to go back and addendum the Rich Paul rule. They're just trying to, to stay afloat, and I think they're struggling. I think in a couple of years, people are going to stop going to college because, I mean, they, they don't have to go to college. They can go play in, in Europe. They can take a year until they turn 19, and then they can go into the league that way. So... That's a good point. We'll see. I think um, the biggest thing for me, it's a it's a waste of money for when you give someone a scholarship just for them to be on your team. It's a waste. It's a waste of money for people who actually want to be in college and right. kind of need that money. So, I mean, the NCAA, they need to change that. They they need to change a lot of things and that. But Adam Silver had had mentioned that he was trying to get the G League to be more of a foundational level for those those players who don't necessarily want to go to college and pursue the trade quote unquote of basketball. And I think that that was a great point. Would it That's be do you think he should add a whole other league and make the G League still that middle ground? So maybe like like I don't know, have have three leagues in the NBA. So like the NBA the top tier and then the G League could be those players who aren't completely developed yet, um, like Grayson Allen's, who can bounce back and forth, PJ Dozier, stuff like that, or and then and then have the fresh out of college or fresh out of high school players, and then develop in there for a year or two, and then move up, and they could still bounce back and forth. Like you could kind of treat it like baseball if you think about it, and just how how they have the different divisions in baseball, and they yeah. can be called up at any point. Uh, maybe maybe that's a way to go. I I I think it should be that way. Yeah. That they shouldn't have to go to college if they don't want to. That's yeah. essentially boils down to. But in the end of the day, they removed the the NCAA. They they made an addendum to the hashtag Rich Paul rule, and the world can rest easy for now. For now, <laughs> this was less than a week ago, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see what happens. 
Sweet. All right. That was that was. Are you are you done with your soapbox? Do you do you need to step down? Oh, yep. All right, all right step down. Okay. I'm <laughs> I'm cool now. Um. So we're good. Okay. Take a cold shower. Get the ice bath. <laughs> Man, I just need to meditate right now. I just need to lower my heart rate because it was up there. Yeah. It was heated. I, I could tell. I could tell. Steam was coming out of your ears, which is yeah. impressive because you're wearing over-the-ear headphones. Yeah. I was really channeling my Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could have yelled a little more, but I didn't think you yeah. would appreciate that. So, do you, do you need to take a mental health break? I do not. But speaking of mental health breaks, we can uh, segue into my fun fact. So... Fun fact of today's episode is recently um, many players like Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan have spoken out about their struggles with mental health, and uh, the NBA actually stepped up and took action. So now this past year, um, they're requiring all 30 teams to have a mental health initiative. So they're gonna they have to have two licensed mental health professionals on staff, and also have to have a licensed psychiatrist on staff if needed for the players. So stepping up big there. I'm That's a fan. Awesome. Yeah. I think for a long time, uh, the NBA, well, the NBA has made leaps and bounds when it comes to the, the physical capacity and the physical physical maintenance of their players. But now that they're taking it to a mental side, I'm sure that to some extent it's been done. Um, but now that they're, they're having a licensed psychiatrist and having mental health professionals available to players, that's great. I'm yeah. all for it. Just another resource. Be, yeah, it can be a stressful time. You're constantly on the road. I mean, mm-hmm. If you have a family, you're not seeing your family for days. Like it's a, a lot of going back and forth, you know. And your, like your well-being is solely dependent on your performance. Yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of studies show that like if you're not in the right mental health, then you're more prone to injuries and all this stuff mm-hmm. too. So that's a good point, man. Wild stuff. Hey, yeah. the NBA is making a lot of moves. I'm excited. Yeah, happy. I'm excited to see what happens. Like. In the next decade, it's going to be pretty wild. Yeah, in ten years, wild. we can come back and listen to this episode and be like, "Oh wow, that was crazy. That happened." Now this. Wow, is Nick was right once. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> Personally victimized by Gabe. <laughs> so that that's it for today's episode, Nick. Yeah. Is there any any last words you want to say? Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I mean, we're racking in the listeners, and we appreciate you guys. Again, if you want stickers, let us know. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can send us an email. It's cardboard box seats pod at gmail. So hit us up. <laughs> Throw in your your hot take too. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, give me a shout out. Shout out. Uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe and rate us on wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, uh, we love the feedback. And yeah, if there's anything that you want us to make more clear or do something different in the next episode, just let us know. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Um, And you're listening on Tuesday. So full circle, here we go. Taco Tuesday. Go get a taco.